You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. In conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan with helpful information for family business owners. Family business and um, the asset itself is very interesting when you think about it's someone's life's work. So uh, we don't take it lightly, Peter, that a, a business is is really part of the family is what ends up happening because often if a family creates a business, they often had their children come into the business and work, you know, on a Saturday, squeegeeing the cars. Or um, I, I have some families, they tell me about the children who came and vacuumed their apartment complexes they held. So what has happened is it's not only an asset in their estate, but it's actually provided a lot of memories. And it's also the tool to provide lifestyle. And this is really important that people remember this. They, they build a business to create lifestyle. And it creates in, in effect, if you're creating a lifestyle, it creates freedom. And so, you know, it, it has a much more meaning than just what we talk about in the legal or tax arena. It is, it's bigger than that. And so I think one of the things for families to bear in mind is it takes time to transition a business properly, either for sale or for succession in the family unit. And they've done studies on this, Peter, but if you're going to succeed it to key people in your organization, or if you're going to succeed it to a family member, um, often it will take you a 15-year time horizon to succeed all your wisdom that you currently have to the next generation. Why so long? It doesn't seem like, you know, people think of it as a paperwork transaction, so it shouldn't take that long. Yeah. Why why might it take a decade or a little longer? Well, usually most family business owners, you know, specifically the entrepreneurial spirited individuals that take businesses to the highest levels, they have really worked very hard. One of my clients has shared with me, I, I think I should retire now. I think I've worked 300 years. You know, I make jest that he says that, but I'm like, yeah, he probably has. He has probably worked 300 years. So they don't work the traditional eight-hour day. You know, they'll work eight hours, put the kids to bed, and work another four hours. So they have an exorbitant amount of wisdom. Uh, They're quite visionary naturally, and they don't often have um, the gift of systematizing all the time. So they rely on others to do that so that the business can carry forward without them. But that just takes time for that knowledge and the system to unfold so that the entrepreneur is no longer or the founder is no longer required, that the organization itself uh, can carry forward without that founder. And, you know, Apple is an example of this. We now see, you know, Steve Jobs was obviously the founder and leader for many, many years But through time, his organization became a standalone entity, and it is carrying forward without him being there. But that takes time. And so I think it's a really important facet that families think about that younger. What we're seeing right now is an influx, and it's still wonderful, but we're seeing a lot of influx of the 60-year-old entrepreneur coming into our office. Now they have millions of dollars they're dealing with and say, what do we do? I think it would be so much better if we had met them in their 40s and 50s when they were creating it. It's not that we can't still help those families, but helping them sooner is always going to be more effective when we plan for the exit 
uh, of that founder or alternatively for the tax in the estate. Because every time your business grows by a million dollars of value, you have to remember that in your estate, there's a tax burden associated with that. And that tax burden is somewhere in the market of 30 or 40%. So if you have a business today that you think is worth, say, five or 10 million, but you wait uh, to deal with the estate in the business until it's worth 20 million, you've doubled your tax burden in your estate. So what we recommend to families is let's get in there in the early days of a family business or the other opportunity right now, of course, Peter, is all of our businesses are worthless on paper today due to what has happened in the economic situation in the world. And so there's sort of a window of opportunity right now that we are all hopeful and optimistic we're going to come into a recovery. We all don't know exactly when that marker will be. But whilst it's a low value, what we can do is we can lock out Canada Revenue Agency and not have them share in that future recovery on that asset base as a business owner. And so it's a real unique opportunity. And this transaction is called an estate freeze. Um, It means freeze out, get rid of Canada Revenue Agency out of the future growth of your values. So if you take a a $10 million business and it grows to $20 million over the next 20 years, ultimately we're only going to pay tax on that first $10 million in that founder's estate. Now the children one day will pay tax, but not immediately upon your passing. They don't have to pay that tax. So it's like a generational skipping of tax. And on every million dollar block, Peter, that's probably a three to four you know, 30 to 40%, pardon me, um, tax benefit to that family. So, you know, think about the opportunity cost. But if I don't pay tax on $10 million and I can keep three or $4 million in the next generation, wow, the opportunity on that is massive. Absolutely. And the key to it, though, is to be proactive. It is, it, this is not a retroactive strategy. You cannot go back and apply this to what the situation was like, uh, you know, a year ago. You, you, you must be ahead of the curve on this and that means calling mcmillan estate planning or calling your planner uh and and getting this set up properly so that you can take advantage of the law that's right and the unique part that we have as business owners in canada is we also have a capital gain exemption that also helps us get value out of our businesses tax exempt as well. So we can really amplify tax planning around a family business. And most business owners are quite driven actually to keep as much affluence as they can in that business because they see the opportunity costs that if they can keep an extra dollar in their business running forward, you know, they can grow the business that much further. So the other thing that I always want to share with a business owner is be very, very conscientious that we never give up control while you still are in the business or if you're going to rely on the business for your revenue stream and lifestyle. And so some of the techniques that we'll recommend to a business owner is that we don't give shares to family members. And ultimately what we do is we give shares of the family business to a trust so the family members can benefit, but we haven't given up control that way. And so that way, ultimately, that business owner will always have access to those values during retirement. And then the other beautiful part is it acts like a natural estate plan for the next generation by protecting the business from outside spouses. So if you want that business to carry forward for your children, then ultimately that kind of mechanism 
puts a gate or a fence around that asset base and spouses have no claim on your estate that you created when you want to protect it for your bloodline. Which brings up the divorce reality again. That's right. And this is unfortunately a reality that we all face uh, in the community. And, you know, that most of us will have second marriages even if it's later in life. And so what we want to do is we want to make sure we're protecting an asset that's providing the lifestyle for the family in this very protective way. We've got a couple minutes before we have to sign off here. Let's talk about a seminar. Typically, what do you do when when the seminar begins? Well, we certainly make sure that families get a well-rounded picture of the areas of planning opportunities that they have so that they can make sure that their wishes are going to be met in their estate the way they hope them to be and ultimately make sure that they're taking advantage of the opportunities both in tax and in law so that they customize an estate design to meet all of those facets to support their goals and objectives. So we share a lot of case studies during the presentation with families so they can glean wisdom, not from myself, but alternatively from the lovely families we've worked with through the years who have, you know, the best planning in place because they customized it to suit their own family unit. So we encourage families to come explore Um, what other families have created and crafted and how they've overcome some of the normal family issues that we all face, such as divorce of our children, um, business ownership children, early retirement, you know, illness in family, addiction in family is another common area, cottage, family business. So we explore all of those in case study mechanisms for families so they can see what they can accomplish. What a difference good tax planning can make. That will be one of the featured topics at the Macmillan Estate Planning Seminar coming up Thursday, September 29th. New tax rules are coming into effect in January of 2017, so the time to act is now. As well, the seminar will highlight powerful strategies that protect your retirement income and keep family relationships intact. Register online at macmillanestate.com or you can call during office hours, 403 266 6464. Macmillan Estate Planning for Families. This is The Strong Room.